Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Three, two, one. All right, back at it. Week three already alongside uh, Top Dog. I'm Braden Soprano. Thanks again for tuning in for another edition of the High School Football Podcast. Season six. Episode three, cruising through these six years, I can't Chris, it's been that long, <laughs> of doing of doing high school football podcasts. How uh, how was your Labor Day weekend? Uh, it was pretty good, man. Um, Watching football? Heat, yeah, oh, man. Well, besides, no, I didn't get to watch any football. Really? I got some highlights of Buckner playing against Ohio State. Props to that kid, man. What do you think? I thought I thought not just Buckner, but I thought a lot of San Diego kids showed out yeah. at the college level over the weekend, Jail which Skinner is great had a to good, see. Good game. Even though they lost to, to Oregon State. Hey man, as long as he's putting up good, good numbers, right? And representing well. So, you know, I agree with you. And then we got to see a lot of San Diego kids in the San Diego State-Arizona game, too. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, some kids, you know, still redshirting and hadn't get a lot of reps. But it's good to see Keenan Christian back in, uh, in San Diego. That was cool yep. to see. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we all loved him in a USC uniform. But there's a little something special about coming home and playing for your hometown team. Yeah, playing that brand new stadium, which I got to go check out. And it, listen, was, it was pretty nice. Him. I mean, like my heart went out for Braxton. Right, you know, Braxton's home, back. You know, I mean, the first time I ever met Braxton, he was practicing on the SDSU practice fields up there. Yeah, and he was like an eighth grader. So to see him in a, in a San Diego State uh, uniform and leading that offense, it was pretty something. It was something pretty special. Aside from the result, I met. I, I would imagine for those kids that were with that San Diego, the San Diego kids that like like the Michael Shawcrofts that have been with that program. For the last couple of years, that had to bus up to LA for two years in a row for for home games to finally get that stadium and play in that stadium was probably a special moment for them. Yeah, I mean, you guys, got, you got guys, you know, like Noah Tomlin, he's been right. there. He had a great he pick. Had, yep, great, had a great, great pick. interception. Um, just a lot of San Diego talent. You know, being able to play at home in front of their family, friends, and their former teammates here in San Diego, it's got to be a special feeling to open up that stadium in a new era of San Diego State football. And uh, the Open Division Championship will be there, which is outstanding. It'd be even better if we can get all, all of the championships there. I know that's a work in progress. I know there's you know, different money issues that you know, San Diego, money. San Diego State money, seems man. to be asking for a little bit more. It's than, always about money. San Diego State needs to stop asking for so much money and let the high school kids play there and get people yeah. in the stadium. That's my own two cents on it. Um, I already got a lot of crap today for defending San Diego State and a lot of things. And <laughs> I just got to just point out to people, again, it's – I'm going to call it as I see it. And yeah. I thought San Diego State did a great job building that stadium. Absolutely. Um, so first game in there for, for high school will be the Open Division Championship, and then yeah. hopefully next year we'll get all five, all five uh, or six, I should say, championship games in there. It would be great to see. Um, a lot of heat this weekend. A lot of teams having to play in the sun yeah. with the Honor Bowl. I mean, we saw that with, a, with three of our teams that played in the Honor Bowl. I had to play during the daytime. Obviously tough to do. Um, when you have to, when you're used to playing a seven o'clock kick, and now you got to go play at three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon. Madison had to play at noon. 
um, you know, in the hot sun. It's a little bit different. It goes back to your Pop Warner days a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, not to mention the fact that you're playing on turf. Right. That turf is going to be, you know, if you're on grass like it was at San Diego State on, on Saturday, it was, you know, 102 on the grass fields. So you can only imagine when you're playing on turf, it's going to be upwards of 110 plus. Right. And that's the hottest. That was the hottest game on record for San Diego State in their history, home or away, in 100 years of football. That's pretty crazy. Which is pretty crazy because they played a lot of football in 100 years. Right. Uh, but let's, let's talk about some of the games. I thought the biggest, you know, one to start the weekend, or should I say the biggest game, I wouldn't say shocker, but just message sent was San Marcos destroying Steel Canyon. And and not to say Steel Canyon is, you know, the, the super ep, upper echelon team in the county, but they're a program that's usually been near the top and has done fairly well. But San Marcos to, to bounce back after Mira Mesa at home to go out to East County and, and get a huge win on Thursday night. I mean, it shows that, you know, they're still building, but the future at San Marcos is very bright. Absolutely agree. I mean, that quarterback, uh, quarterback up there is doing a phenomenal job. Um, he's got a strange name, so I'm going to try to pronounce it. It's Creed Makahili. I think that's his name. And they've got one of the best ride receivers in San Diego and Jason Nix. Um, we call him Baby Kyle Phillips. But that combination is very dangerous for a lot of secondaries in San Diego. They're going to put up a lot of points. If their defense can keep playing this way, who knows? They might make the top ten here pretty soon. Let's talk about, just real quick, San Marcos on how do you think they're going to finish in the Avocado League as that starts getting started up this week. And, and the well, week I think after. the most important game up there of that season is going to be the Discovery Bowl. Right. It seems like we keep coming down that every year. Is it going to be Mission Hills or is it going to be San Marcos? Um, that game is going to play a big bearing on it. Um, and they better not overlook teams like La Costa Canyon. You know, every once in a while, La Costa Canyon sneaks their nose in there and takes a win away from San Marcos and keeps them out of the playoffs. But uh, it, it's a two-dog race, if you ask my opinion, between San Marcos and, and Mission Hills. And uh, there could be more in the line when the Discovery Bowl comes up late in the year. Let's get to Friday's game. The game of the week that we had picked was Ramona and Poway. And Poway, I think, surprised some people in getting the win over Ramona. Obviously, you know, Poway's a D1 school. Ramona's a D2 school. Uh, Poway wins 27-19. And, you know, I you look at the numbers and you look how everything plans out. And, and I put it out this week about – you know, what the projected CIF rating is going to be for everybody based on CalPress. We talked about that to end our show last week. Poway has a control of their own destiny for an open division playoff spot after a couple teams in front of them lost, and that's a pretty big win for Poway that didn't look like they're going to get tested from here on out. Absolutely, and I'll be the first one to say I took Ramona over Poway in that game, but the difference maker was Connor Rath. I did not realize that kid was that big of a, a pounder at running back. Um, I've talked to a couple of college coaches that are really interested in size, and they're on the verge of offering him. But that kid is a phenomenal player. And to me, he was a de definitely a difference maker in that game. Yeah, and they got a clean path. I mean, they take care of business against Torrey Pines this weekend, which is still going to be another tough game. After that, they should be able to roll. But better watch out for Del Norte, Chris, because Lee Cole and the Del Norte boys, are uh, yeah. they're looking at a 9-1 and season, potentially 10-0 and if they can get through Poway. Yeah, I was looking at some of the, the state rankings and – they're on the verge of breaking into the top 10 in San Diego That's County. Right. I cannot remember the last time a Del Norte team was actually on the verge of breaking into the top 10 it's in never, anything. It's never happened. In anything athletic. Um, maybe a couple of sports here and there. You know, every once in a while they could go to volleyball and women's volleyball or field hockey or something yeah. like that. But for football, I mean, 34-17 victory over San Pasqual. Um, you know, San Pasqual is not the, you know, powerhouse that it used to be. But that's still a good win for Del Norte and a reason why Cal Preps has them at 12 right now in the county. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I am surprised. I think they're they're proving a lot of doubters wrong. Um, they're their team on the up and coming, and they could, you know, play spoiler to some of those teams out there. Mount Carmel beat Valley Center 26-23. That seemed like a weird ending. I tried to get the, 
the the description. Um, you know, Nick James tried his best at the end when on the PPR, but did were you able to figure out what happened at the end of the Mount Carmel Valley I, Center I, game? I don't, I don't know. It was so weird because it was a fourth down, and then it looked like they got tackled in the end zone, and then they gave him the ball back and re-kicked, and they just ran out the clock to win the game. It was so odd; it didn't make any yeah. sense. Uh, but Mount Carmel edges Valley Center twenty six twenty three. I didn't know if you had anything on that one, and then keep going down the list. Scripps Ranch got another uh, got their. Uh, uh, first win of the year, they beat Patrick Henry 21-14 uh, to go down some of the games here. Point Loma um, destroyed Valhalla 52 to nothing, um, And that was pretty much it for in-town games. Out of town, uh, we well, looked at... The one game that I think we skipped over, I just want to bring up, was uh, Mira Mesa. Oh, yeah, Mira Mesa. That was, that was a big game. I, I, again, Mira Mesa's on the cusp of breaking in the top 10. I think they're sitting at number 11 right now. Um, but they're playing some really good football right now. Uh, Granite Hills beat Oceanside 28-0. La Jolla beat El Cap 32-7. Can we not pass by that one easily here? Yeah, you're the one that picked Oceanside last week. I picked picked, uh, Granite Hills, You picked Granite. But, look, I just want to ask, what's going on in Title Town USA USA right now, Oceanside? I don't know. I mean, I just don't think, you know, if you look at the team, it's not the same kids that they used to get. And I think why is that? I think some of them are going to El Camino, but I think a lot of them, a lot of them started going to Mission Hills, and they're going to different places in the North County. I mean, is it once, culture? Once Carol left, it's just it was a max exodus. And the other thing too, it's like he almost—I mean, I know he dealt with a lot of other stuff, but the, the cupboard was starting to get dry yeah. pretty quickly up there, right. where where players were going to different spots. So I don't know at what point in time in Oceanside where it was we're not going to Oceanside anymore. You know, maybe it was the emergence of Mission Hills, a newer school, being able to send your kids there, or some of the other North County schools. But it's it's amazing to me that they haven't been able to overcome that because it's been a while uh, since John Carroll left, and they they had that one year where they went, I think, to the Division One championship. I can't remember if they won he or not. Dropped the ball in the end zone, by the way. But but um, and then they played Lincoln. Yeah. Remember? But that, but that was about it, and then it was just, it's just slowly started getting uh, lower and lower, and to the point where even a couple, like I think it was the last year, this off season, it was they're going to be back, they got their guys back, and it just, it just hasn't been the case. They're just not getting the same kids they used to get. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my only take is the only thing I can see that's obvious is Carol leaving. You know, now with uh, his son taking over the San Marcos program, right? You wonder how many of those kids are going to follow. You know, those parents are going to say, hey. Carol was a part of that, you know, the Oceanside title run. Right. Now he's over there and his son's over there. And all the different families that have younger kids now whose other relatives are they going to start them, Are they going to start going Marcus? there instead of maybe Mission Hills? Because yeah. Mission Hills has been getting a lot of yeah. those kids too. So that's an ever interesting uh, part of the discussion. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of that more. But let's talk about some of these other games. Um, Helix and Madison did well against Arizona schools. Everybody else did not. Are you surprised? Uh, not really. I mean, Helix Helix played a Mountain View team that they should have destroyed. So I'm 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 not I'm not surprised that they won 24-21. Uh, Madison played the worst um, Arizona team out of the group. So I thought for sure they rolled because I think Madison is is a really good football team. Um, I'm not surprised by the outcome of the Cathedral game against Chandler. Chandler's very good. Uh, Cathedral is just not on the uh, on the front. They're just not. Um, and I think What's you the problems s- there. Their offensive line is not as big as it used to be, and they're playing. They're not pushing people top teams, anymore. and they, they're just not very big. I mean, let's take let's take let's let's take a look at their center, for example. Okay, their starting center, who has the biggest heart on the team, is five foot five, two hundred pounds. And last Jeez. week, he's going against a guy committed to Oregon that is six foot five, three hundred pounds. So let me ask you a question. It's just not going to work. Let me ask you a question. 
You know, I've heard over the years that the excuse, we don't have the guys this year, right? I've heard that. Right. From certain programs that say, hey, you know, we don't have the guys. Come on, they're a, they're a nationally ranked team. They're this, that, the other. But Doyle doesn't do that. No. He just takes his lumps and keeps on moving. Right. Doesn't go on the media, doesn't go on the social media and say, hey, you know, we just don't have the guys. You know, they're a top-ranked team. We just don't have the guys. So, you know, there's something to be said about that, that he'll schedule a two-year knowing that that second year may be a rebuilding year. He's just going to go through it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When it comes to the schedule, uh, you know, those are like years in the making for Coach Doyle. It's just I just know how he does it. So it's he, he's already got down the road all these teams that he wants to play and, and go out and play and, and, and challenge himself. Yeah, but with. does it help you or does it hurt you? I, it help, I think, at least for, for Cathedral, it's helped them in the long run. Because right. by the time they get to playoffs, and the thing is with them, they have enough depth where they can survive that and then get through the year and get people healthy and they'd be ready to like go. What about they don't have the depth? That's where it's like a double-edged sword, right? Because you want to play good teams out of town. You want to get yourself tougher. But at the same time, you can't overload it because then you'll start losing kids for the season, and then it doesn't do you any good because now you're down to your skeleton squad going into the postseason. So... I, I mean, I think it's going to benefit modern day when they get through the league. I mean, they're going to dominate their league. Right. I mean, they're just, just going right. to destroy teams. And then we'll see how they do in the playoffs, which is most likely going to be D1. But, you know, I think there's something to be said about being battle-tested. I think I think that's that's very important. I think you need to challenge yourself and, and know what it's like to be well, in a dogfight. And don't, I don't think that. I don't think that, that Cathedral's the only one that schedules tough games. I, I think don't think that, so either. There's a I lot think, of teams that I think schedule the Helix do it, does it. I think that, you know, they St. got Servite and Mission Viejo this I, year. I think St. Augustine has traditionally done that, um, except for this year. They're, they're playing a lot of freshmen. And and they inherited the schedule. It's not like Gladden yeah. got to pick the schedule. So I think there are certain programs that are their top echelon. The coaches realize that, hey, if I'm going to be in this at the end, I need to get my guys tough in the beginning. Right. And, and I think, then I think they throw a cupcake in there just for confidence, <laughs> just to get your guys going in the league. But I think that's, I think that's important. I think that kind of switches to our next point. And I just – you know, I'm watching, we talked about this last week with the size of schools and like how everything seems to be different. And it just seems like when you watch the teams from out of town come into town, I mean, even like teams like Ayala 
And some of these teams that are like in the middle to bottom of the southern section, they come in and every single one of their teams is gigantic where we don't really have those teams Can anymore. Can I stay with some of mine right now? Yeah. Outside of Madison and Helix, San Diego got work last week. They did. San Diego got straight up work. They got I smoked. Think, including think the every, college. I, yeah, yeah. Even, a team and that, the Padres. A, a team Padres lost to Arizona too. The, the, the team that didn't win anything. Like Arizona just came to California and waxed that ass. In literally every sport. Yeah. They did it in Major League Baseball, Baseball. on Monday. They did it in college football, football on Saturday. Yeah. And they did it for every game except for two in high school football. Yeah. So, you know, I get that it's going to make us better in the long run. But I don't enjoy getting my ass handed to me at home. We, I used, I don't. I, I don't like paying rent on my own. Where, field. where's all the big kids? I don't know. Where are all the big kids? What you watch well, the PPR? Okay. Okay. Chris, well, okay. I know you watch the PPR. You watch these highlights. Where? So let me, where let me are say all this. these big let me kids? Say this. You ready? Yeah. We're gonna coin a term. You ready? I think you said it earlier. I'm gonna say it. You want to say it? You want to take credit for it? Well, I said it before. Go it's, ahead. Say right. say what I said. It's COVID kids. The COVID kids. It's the COVID kids. It's the COVID group. But these are the kids that sat for two years during COVID. Who didn't get to do the normal, you know, football conditioning? Didn't get to work out with their their teammates. Didn't get to play sports. Didn't get to play sports. No, these are seven. Didn't get to go to school. These are like eight, seventh, seventh, eighth, and ninth, ninth graders. graders. Yeah. So these are COVID kids. Do you expect them to be that big? I mean, dude, we just came out of a global pandemic. Do you right. expect the same level of football prior to the pandemic? Well, the, my caveat to that is, how come the teams out of town are ready to go? Because we have more options here in San Diego to I, do other I things. think, and then I think a little bit of it, too, is a lot of those schools outside were focused on football more and just trying to go football, 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 like you are saying, with more options. And I, I just think that's just kind of a San Diego thing. It almost is like, and then you look at, like, the population. I mean, San Diego's got 3 million people in the county. Listen, I went on, I went on our podcast last week, and I talked about how good San Diego football was. And we now you're popping off about it. I was, I was looking at it, I was like, Chris, I was on, popping dude. off a little bit about bragging about our boys. And then they, they didn't show up this weekend. I, so. I think I think collectively, as a group, myself included, and you, all the coaches that listen to this podcast, everybody that's involved with San Diego football, I think we need to look in the mirror and be like, all right. Who are we? Seriously, I, I think we do. But I'm going to say this, and, and again, I want to go back what to do this we, point. What, what do we need Prior to do to, to COVID, get better? It was a different story. I think San Diego was knocking on the door of being one of the top three football regions in the state of California prior to COVID. I think we made a great deal of progress, and I think we got set back because of COVID. Our football just kind of went backwards, where other states were able. Listen, the rules were different in Arizona. They were different in Nevada. They were different. They're different in Orange County. So all I'm saying is, like, we didn't get the same fair, you know, advantage of kids working out 24 seven, being with their teammates. You know, it was pretty strict during COVID. I'm gonna ask and you. And I think that set back the entire football community. I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions. I'm not gonna blame everything on COVID. Do you think we have? Too many schools. Yeah. I, mean, I think to little, an extent we do. I mean, listen, I think what you, know, you say San Marcos has 30 what? They got like 3,500 3, The last the biggest, time I checked, they were the biggest school in San Diego with 3,500 That's that one in Texas got like 7,000? Allen's got 7,000. That's well, insane. South Lake Carroll. South Lake Carroll is a school. Um, they produce Quinn Ears, who's now at Texas, but he was at Ohio State. They're, they're a loaded program here, over there. Here's my point. But, but they have two high schools. So they have a junior. They have a, um, they have a high school. And a senior high school, each has about four thousand kids at it. It's still all one school, but they got a school of only freshmen right. and sophomores, and a school of only juniors and seniors. And in Texas, they make sure the zoning and the school building is like that, so they have these perennial powerhouse well, type. Well, now I'll say this: I think that smaller school size. Uh, take a step back from it, just as a parent. Okay, I'm not a big fan of of, of 
bigger school size because why, I feel from like from an I academic like standpoint, an academic why would view, you? It doesn't. Why it doesn't you? help you. Why would you want to be in favor of a seven thousand not kids, academically kid school for the academics of your child? No, no, absolutely, I agree. So I think academically, the way it's designed right now is good, but I think it's great that, for academics. Well, let me ask you: What about this option? Instead of having two football programs with two different schools, why not combine those two schools? I've been saying one? that for years. You know? I agree. Could you imagine, like, if you, you merge Oceanside and El Camino together? Let's think about some of the city schools, like a Hoover and a Crawford and a San Diego High. I mean, kind those of those would be yeah. They have bigger rosters. You, if they you have put more them depth. all together, yep. it'd be a lot better. I agree. You know, there's some schools that wouldn't need what to would merge. What would you call them? Crawford, Hoover. I don't know. You, you went to Crawford. Would you be okay playing with a kid from Hoover and a kid from San Diego High? Well, listen, considering, considering right now I'm the broadcaster for the Hoover Cardinals, yes, I'd be okay. <laughs> but That's like, the only team in San Diego that would hire me, by the way. You combine Scripps Ranch and Mira Mesa. That'll never happen. I know, but those, I'm those programs hate each other. But I'm just saying, yeah, but a lot of these programs that are near each other would have to, you know, you'd have yeah, to think about combining. But think about how much better some of these areas would be. Yeah, I agree. But let's go back to the joint team conversation. All right. We're getting way off topic, by the way. But no, but I think this is this is goes back to what I want to talk about today with the joint team thing. I mean, if you start putting some of these schools together, think about how good they would be. Let's take Carlsbad an example. Carlsbad has two high schools in their district. One of them doesn't have football, so they are already a combined school. Sage Creek, Sage Creek doesn't have football. That's still a school. It's a yeah, it's a brand new school. It's great. They got every sport but football, and those kids all go to Carlsbad. Wait a minute, I thought I thought Jared Tover coached football at Sage Creek. At Sage one point. Creek does not have a football team. Huh, I thought he coached football there. Same thing as Canyon Crest Academy. So Torrey Pines, with the school down the street, doesn't have football. Canyon Crest Academy, I've talked to their baseball coach before. He was upset they didn't have football because he couldn't get some of the great baseball players because they also wanted to play football, so they go to Torrey. Yeah. So Torrey Pines is another one of those schools that is kind of a combined school. Think right. about if you did that for everybody. Think about the South Bay. There are so many schools in the South Bay all right next to each other. You you make like two or three teams the South Bay, maybe four, they're back to what they were back in the day. Sweetwater used to be dominant, dominant. back in the eighties. Chula Vista, but you know that was the used to be show. outstanding. I gotta, my, I gotta give the Usos props on that. The Usos made they made Sweetwater. Chula Vista used to be an outstanding football program. Yeah, that was they produced long, guys like was, Donnie Edwards. That was a long time. ago. I'm just saying, like the South Bay had a ton of talent. Now they have all these schools. We also had the Martin Bayless camp. Remember that? What the Martin Bayless camps? Right. I mean, so running up so Silver I think, Park Hill. I think the combined the combined would be a good thing. Okay, because I think you get that up in Orange County. I don't County. think it's ever going to happen. There's too much. I don't money think involved. so either. I think there's too much politics involved, like you mentioned. But I just think too many that'd be egos. Better. So aside from that, how do we make ourselves competitive with the southern section? We let's face the facts. There's nobody I'm not, in San Diego. I'm not. Well, all right. So I've been the question. on the record and say it. That's that's There's it, that's nobody the in San Diego that can compete with the Southern Section. Even period. the bottom of the Southern Section. Down. There's a lot who? of bad teams in what? the bottom who? of the Southern Section. Who? The bottom of the Southern Section. There's enough what small say, schools up there. That's a Trinity League school. We're not talking about the Trinity League. <laughs> that's a. It's like what, Santa Lisa Ajo or what hey, is that? I think there's some teams that could beat Temecula Dude, Valley. Some school. I don't know. Santiago. You don't think anybody can beat Santiago? It's possible. There's some teams up there that are not they're not all great, but so here's the question. Chris, is there a way for San Diego to be able to play outside of county and not get their ass kicked, like you said? Or together. Or, Chris, should we just go accept who we are and act like, you know, the we're just we, this is who we are. I think we need to wait two more years. And then reevaluate. And then reevaluate. <laughs> 
didn't want to make a comment on that, did you? Well, I just think, again, I think that you're not taking consideration COVID. I really think oh, I did. I, that's why I brought back. it up. I think it's important. I think this really set us back. I think a lot of people thought after the spring season it was just going to magically just get better, but the, the kids in the spring season, even they got to lift a little bit with the well, seniors. I also think that what happened, what you're seeing was the kids that came out that first year out of COVID, those are already juniors and seniors. Right, no, they I were agree. ready. They've these already kids, been there before. They've right, done that. These kids are coming through now where the JV play players or those seventh, guys, seventh they didn't grade, have that developmental football. They got into video games. Right. They got into TikTok. And so they they got into social. They weren't listen on the to football. us talk about old man yellow right, clouds right. right now. So I, I just think that that had a huge impact. The ability to I tackle, agree. the ability to run, the ability to you know, there's so many different things. Read defenses. There's so many little intricacies about the game that you learn at that JV level that these kids just didn't get an opportunity to do. Most so I think kids, that really is why. Now we go back to that. Well, everybody else got it. I think the rules were different there. The rules are different in a lot of different parts of the county. So and in the country. Fair, and I've been to different parts of the I country during that. Do I think that's a fair... I mean, no, it's not fair. How many... I already know from... I just got three words, and this will help Marlon Gardner, your buddy, okay? Let them play. They should have done that a long time ago. That's all I'm saying. I also don't think a lot of our kids watch football. I don't know about going that far. They don't. You think our kids love football? Do I think our kids love football? Yeah. I think there's a select few, but I think a lot of kids like doing other things besides watching football. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on a limb here. I don't think most kids love football anymore. I don't think so either. I mean, I love the game. I love it too. I watch a Podunk University get smashed on by Ohio State, and I will. Well, you're I Ohio will, State fan. But okay, still. take another team. I don't care. LSU, Georgia game. You watching Baylor, Albany? I have no. I probably would. <laughs> That's right. I'm watching. I'm just hey, being honest with you. I'm like, watching TCU, Tarleton State so next week. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is like you know, and when I say love the game, you know, let me give you an example. A kid's getting ready to go to college. He's got a choice. Okay? Not going to make this personal. But when you love the game, you're going to spend all offseason getting ready for college football. Right? You're going to do everything about everything your watching, you can. your live, your right? live you're, you're breathing, drinking, breathe, eating, yeah, breathing everything football, about it. right? Do you go get a job? No. Do you go get a girlfriend and spend your entire summer chasing skirts around the beach? No. But then you show up to camp expecting to start and play. That's the kind of athletes we're having in San Diego right now, dude. I, they expect – I don't know that everybody loves football. And I don't want to generalize either because there's probably I, a lot of kids – there's probably a lot of kids that do like if it. This doesn't, guys, if this doesn't brand, fit to you and you're that rare breed, you know, more power to you. But I don't think that's the norm anymore. I don't think so either. And it, we see it all the time. I mean, you get try to get white kids to watch film. I mean, I, I now on the – and I think sophomores are different. Because, dude, do they even like watching film? Well, not film. I love about, watching film. How about watching a game? No, I love watching film. Yeah, but yeah, that's kind of crazy. Uh, what about that's not crazy? It it kind of you got to love the game, I, dude. But you no, ever here? There's no, something. Hold no, on. hold on, Chris. This is even this is even easier to do. We gotta take a break. They can't even watch. They won't even watch football on TV, which is way easier, and more fun to watch. We gotta take a break. Can we come right back right, today? We'll come back after this. I. What percentage do you think? This is called a tease, Chris. What percentage of kids do you think? Her team watches football. I'll tell you when we come back. All right, sounds good. <laughs> Tease. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. 
baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Okay, going to break, we, we had the question of what percentage, let's say what percentage of student-athletes on each football team watches football, do you think? 20%. I was thinking more like 40%. I mean, some of these teams and these rosters aren't very big. I'd imagine at least 10 kids I watch. think the only people that actually watch it are the stars. I think so, I think so if too. you're the starter, the starting quarterback, the starting running back, once you get past the, the first string, and listen, I don't even think it's the entire first string on offense or first string on defense. I think there's guys in the trenches that don't watch it. I had a conversation with one of our players during the game. On last Thursday, there was a situation in the game that came about of whether or not we should, I think it was like go for two or something. Did he know the matrix? Of nature. But he just like, oh, God, we, we got to go for two right now. And you're like, why? It, it was, no, it was, no, it was actually the game against Centennial. And it was one of our quarterbacks. And he said, Coach, we got to go for two right here. Cause they, we missed our first PAT. Um, so they go up 14, uh, they're up 14, six. And he's like, oh, if we score, we got to go for two, right? And I said, no, you don't want to chase points. I was like, cause then if you miss, now you're down, now two you're points. down two points. And then right. if you do it again, now you're down three points. Like right. you get it at the very end is when you right. want to do that. And right. he was like, oh, I didn't know that. It's like, you know, I was 15. No, I mean, we kind of play a couple quarterbacks, but nah. like still most of my kids don't know any of the rules either. I mean, it's just like, how uh, do they football none of the rules? Like I have to tell my kick returner. I don't. By the way, I don't think any official knows this rule, but I tell my kick returners all the time the first touch rule on punt return. So if the punt team punts it, and it hits one of their guys, the ball's down. No, you can return it with no risk. Oh really? Yeah. So if I punt, let's Is say that a high school rule. I think it's an anything rule. I think it's that's a football rule. Did you say England rule? No, it's an anything rule. <laughs> I thought you said it was an England rule. If I'm you like, punt, so let's say let's say uh, so I'm wearing a Tennessee Volunteer shirt. Let's say Tennessee punts to Ohio State. Let's go. House call. And the ball hits a Tennessee player as it rolls down the field. Yep. The Ohio State guy can pick it up and return it with no risk whatsoever. So if he fumbles, so it's if not he a fumble? returns it at 99 yards to the one yard line, fumbles and Tennessee recovers, Ohio State gets the ball if they choose. Where, he where got Tennessee touched. first touched the ball. Yeah, I, I knew that. I can see that. I, that makes sense. So like I, so it's funny. So sense. you you see kids ball. You see it on TV all the time, and people. Okay, always, let me ask you this: In high school, can you return a um, missed field goal? You can't if it doesn't go to the end zone. You're sure. If it goes in the end zone, it's a touchback. You're sure. Same same rule as the kickoffs. Because I was told that you can't you can't forward advance the ball. On the, it depends if it gets blocked or not. But if they if they kick a point after it, if they kick a field goal and it's short, you can return it. And it doesn't go in the end zone. You can return it well, like you it's know, a punt. There's a shortage of officials. Maybe we need to get them on a podcast. Yeah, we talk should. Talk to them. That'd be kind of cool. I huh? want to talk to the guy that was did our game last Thursday. Don't do that. Oh, my God. Don't do that. I don't want death threats on any, any guys. It was okay? bad. It was bad. I felt I, I, right I, I kind of felt bad for the guy, but anyway, I want to ask you a question. But I didn't finish my uh, oh, punt right. return story. On, let's go so that's it. why, like when you watch on TV and you see the guy run up and try to jump on the ball, and everybody goes, "What is that guy doing? He's an idiot." No, yeah. the kid's probably smart. He knows the rule. The other rule that pisses me off, this drives me nuts. Any kick on kickoff that's about to go out of bounds, set up your one foot out of bounds and catch the ball, and it's out of bounds. There's a penalty. Last week, we had a kid run over and try to get his two feet in when he <laughs> catched the kick, 
and he stopped and he got the two feet in, you're down right there. Or if you just put your right foot out of bounds and you still catch it and the ball's inbounds, it counts as if he kicked it out of bounds. Yeah. Football IQ. Like yeah. stuff our kids That's what know. I was going to ask you. So this leads me to my next question, okay? All right. Ten years ago, football IQ versus the football IQ of today's players. Where are we at? Uh, Higher or lower? It was definitely, it's lower now than it was before. What do you blame that on? I blame that on a lot of things. I blame it on not watching football. I blame it on having a lot of different things to do. Like I think you mentioned, I think it's a San Diego thing a little bit more than other parts of the country where football is life and everything. Um, And I think a lot of it has to do with technology. I think, you know, kids are just doing stuff on their phones all the time. It's just not football. I mean, you... You yeah, talk about put, all the time. We talk about all the time. Huddle on their phones. That doesn't mean anything. It's not entertaining. Their, their iPads. These kids have very short attention spans. They want to be entertained. It's it's like it's the whole conversation with Major League Baseball and the NFL trying to appeal to a younger audience. Mm. They've been trying to do that for years. They're never going to be able to do it because mm. and there's different there's different things. I can spend an entire podcast on that. And I'm one of their target audiences, but at the same time, it's like that's part of the problem. So it's it's are you not entertained? You have to be able to watch. You have to be like fully about it to understand the game, in, in my opinion. Did you just say you got to be about about it? You have to be about okay, it. Okay, I got some questions for you. Let's, let's talk about players specifically before we get into our top 10. Can we do that? Yes. All right, so my top performers, <coughs> quarterback for last week from San Marcos, Preet Makahili. I mentioned him earlier. What are your thoughts on that kid? Have you seen him play yet? A San Marcos kid? Yeah. You say he was a quarterback? Yep. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, they, they're scoring a lot of points. Yeah. So, you know, I like the way he's been he's been playing. I think they have the talent up at San Marcos to do a lot of damage and you have to have a good quarterback. And yeah. they're two and one right now and they're they're scoring like almost fifty points a game. All right. Uh Johnson and Jackson's the most dangerous wide receiver quarterback combo in, in this in the county. What do you say? We're doing buy or sell on that? Yeah. It's hard for me to find a different better one two punch. I mean, Madison throws the ball a decent amount, plus, you know, Jackson's gigantic. I think it is a pretty good combo. I mean, they were a good combo last year, and despite you know uh, what their record was near the end of the season, they had a really good year last year. But I, I, uh, it's kind of tough. To, it's it's going to be tough to to stop both those guys. For I'm sure. buying 100. percent I mean, Jackson being six four, Johnson putting the ball up there. He's got a really nice touch on that. I'm he trying to think of anybody else in the county. So Jackson and Johnson, I'll, I'll buy it. the most dangerous combo. I'll buy it. All right, Roderick Robinson, running back for Lincoln, or the running back Major Givens from Seal Camlin. Which one are you building a franchise around? Or am I building Fran- Roderick Robinson? No disrespect yeah. to Major Givens. I love Major Givens. I think he's a great running back, but I think Roderick Robinson. There's a reason why UCLA really wants Roderick Robinson, and he puts up a lot of big numbers, and I think he's a tremendous football player. I think Major Givens is too. Um, so I think I, the, the tough one is, let me counter that. If Major Givens is on... Lincoln, is he talked about as much as Roderick Robinson? Is he the same type of athlete? I don't think so. I think Roderick Robinson is bigger, faster, stronger than Major Givens. But I think Major Givens is a great high school football running back. How many offers is, does Major have any offers? Yeah, he has one. From who? I don't know about that. Are one schools? Yeah. I think he's I, got four or five I mean, D1s. I think whoever picks him up is going to get a steal because I think that kid's great. But I, if I had to pick between the two, which is – an unfair thing to do for a high school kid. I'd, I'd probably take Roderick Robinson. I agree that, that Major Givens doesn't get the love. I don't think that, he gets the love. That, that uh, Roderick Robinson does, but, you know, Roderick Robinson can, can can carry the load. I mean, last week in that game, they ran that poor boy ragged, and he just kept thumping people. He looked like a grown man against boys. There's just something special about Roderick Robinson that, you know, Major Givens is a top-tier running back. Absolutely. Both but of them have Roger been doing Robinson it since they were sophomores. Is a freak. 
They, that dude is just a freak. And they've both been doing it since they're at the varsity level since they're sophomores. Yeah. Um, two other backs that I want you to look at here. Mira Mace is Makai Thompson, and uh, Morris is Demarion Wright. Which one do you take and why? I haven't seen Wright play yet. Okay. But in person. But I have seen the Mira Mesa kid play in person yeah. a couple of times. He's he's legit. That guy's pretty good. That guy, like, we went out and uh, watched Helix play Mira Mesa, and that was the guy we were talking about the most with coaches, um, you know, coaches from different teams. Like, that kid's pretty good. That kid's a pretty solid running back, and I think he's definitely under the radar in town um, and a big reason why that team's 2-1. and one. Guy, yeah. Guy's a good football player. I mean, that's – he's and there's a lot of those kids throughout the county, even though they might not necessarily be – on top echelon teams. I think Mira Mesa's on the cusp of being a top team in San Diego, but I, I really like the way that kid plays. I think he's a stud. I, I agree. I mean, I like I like Makai Thompson a lot, but I've, I've had a chance to see DeMarion Wright in person for Morris. Um, he's got a very big frame. Kid's powerful. He can only run the ball. He can catch out the backfield. He can play DB. He can play safety. He's just an overall phenomenal athlete. I think you could put that kid anywhere on the football field except for the trenches, and the kid's going to have success. So I, I'm going to have to go with DeMarion Wright. I think that kid's a definite D1 guy. I don't know what position he's going to play in college, but he's got the body and he's got the physicality to play at the next level. So I think that he's a little bit bigger than Makai Thompson. Um, I think Makai Thompson's more of a, a real traditional running back. Whereas it's like I think, a scat back. He can and I think that DeMarion Wright's more just of a football athlete. You know, He reminds me of a um, uh, the safety from Cathedral. Which one? The new one, the the young kid. Oh, uh, Anthony? No, the other one. Ty? No. Marcus? What did you say for last year? You know, kid. Uh, Faramo. Oh, Faramo. Faramo. The sophomore. Yeah. Um, by herself, Jace Nix is the best wide receiver in the county. He's a machine. Smoother out, great hands, awesome ball ball awareness, and the kid is the mini Kyle Phillips. By herself. I'm going to sell that just because I haven't seen enough of everybody else yet. But he's definitely one of the best. He's done a really good job. Again, more San Marcos kids doing an excellent job. Okay. Then the last one we kind of talked about is a little by yourself. El Camino's taking over the Oceanside community from, from Oceanside. So we're just picking between El Camino and Oceanside? Yep. No love for Tri-City Christian? No. I'm buying El Camino taking over. I mean, they. I was, I was honestly surprised they got blown out by Pinnacle because they got a really big – Linemen, they got huge linemen, and they should be able to to handle teams like that. But um, they're definitely better than Oceanside is, that's for sure. And I think a lot of the talent is going to El Camino now. So let's take a break, and when we come back, we go into our top ten. Top ten in game picks. Call it a day. There you go. I think we've talked about a lot of topics today. Yep, a lot more than we usually do. I'd love to hear the feedback from different coaches in the comments on YouTube and the comments on the coaches' corner on Twitter, whatever you want to. Give us a voicemail. Target. A voicemail on the, on I'll play the it. Yeah, so, that's a good one. Who are you calling? What's the number? I'm not giving my number out publicly. Well, how are they going to give us a voicemail? Because most coaches already have it. <laughs> if you don't have it, hit me on Twitter. Send me your number. Call Chris. Call I'm me. not giving out my number. Call Chris. I don't want to hear any complaints. 1-800-TOP-DOG. Um, but yeah, comments, uh, concerns, everything else. Any other topics of discussion you want us to discuss? I think we've touched on a lot of things today, uh, which is great. So let's talk about the top 10 real quick. Um, what we voted for this week, uh, and then we'll talk about some of the big games uh, going into next week. Uh, let's start with yours. You get to start us off. Well, today. before I start my list today, can I give a special shout-out? Uh, yes, but let's give the shout-out, then I'll give you the UT top 10, then we can give ours. Okay. Before we get started today, I want to give a special shout-out to at Dago Football 
on All Twitter. Right. Um, I saw his. I recently saw his top ten, and I appreciate him agreeing with me on the number one team in San Diego. Only two other people agree with you. That's in the okay. Union Tribune. That's fine. Uh, let's, UTs. let's get to the top 10 in the Union Tribune. Madison gets number one with 16 votes. Not really upset about that. Carlsbad, uh, second with six first-place votes. Helix, third with two first-place votes. Cathedral, four with six first-place votes. Lincoln, five. Poway, six. Mission Hill, seven. Modern Day Catholic, eight. Ramona, nine. And Mira Mesa, ten. A lot of teams were getting votes this week. Torrey, Del Norte, El Camino, RVV, Granite, San Marcos, Central, Kearney and University City all got votes this week in the top 10. Your top 10. Number one, going to Helix Highlanders. Two, Lincoln Hornets. Three, Madison Warhawks. Four, Carlsbad Lancers. Five, Cathedral Catholic Dons. Six, Poway Titans. Seven, Mission Hills Grizzlies. Eight, Marday Catholic Crusaders. Number nine, Torrey Pines Falcons. And number 10, El Camino Wildcats. Cathedral loses 63-7. to seven. You move them up two spots. It's about strength of schedule, bud. <laughs> Got the strength of schedule number on there. Yep. Um, I think it's been tough sledding for San Diego teams, and I think until we start seeing some of these San Diego teams um, win a lot more games, it's going to be tough to do this top ten. I thought this is one of my hardest top tens I have done in San Diego. Um, but based on everything that we've talked about and, and what I've seen so far, uh, I'm rolling with Cathedral number one still. I was one of the six people that voted them number one. Um, I'm How do you vote a team number one when they lose 63 to Because seven. I still think they're better than everybody in the county. Flat out, hands down. You're not a homer? No, I'm not. I'm pretty honest, to be honest with you. You like that? I'm honest, to be honest with you. Are they going to be Helix? I think they beat Helix. I really do. I think they beat Helix. And I think until they've won I think it's 15. A bad, listen, I think it's a bad matchup for Helix because they're a passing game now. And I think you're right that you do have one of the best secondaries in San I think San the Diego. secondary plays well, but the, but the thing is, is can Cathedral score points on offense? But I don't, again, I don't think your offensive line is going to be able to hold up that D line. I just don't think Helix's line is as big as it used to be. I think they're faster, more athletic than your offensive line. They're always faster, more athletic than our offensive line. I think that Helix beats Cathedral this year. I don't, I don't think so. But here's the other thing too. Until somebody beats Cathedral in town, I'm going to keep voting them number one. At this point in time, they've won 15 straight games against teams in San Diego. Okay. Who's the last team to beat Cathedral? Was that Madison? Carlsbad. Mm, that's right. Carlsbad in the playoff. The playoffs, yep. And then the team before that was Lincoln, which is actually the week before where they lost two in a row to finish yeah. up the 2018 season. I remember that now. But until then, I'm going to have number one. Now, if Helix beats Cathedral on Friday, they'll probably drop to like nine on my list. Jeez, not that far. I mean, they're one, they'd, one be, nine. they'd be one in three at that point. They would have already lost to a San Diego team. Their only win is against a team that hasn't won a game right, yet. Finish the rest of your top ten. But that would be my thing. All right. Cathedral one, I got Carlsbad two. I got Madison three. I got Helix four. I got Lincoln five. I got Mission Hill six. I got Poway seven. Five? I do got Lincoln at five. I've had him at five the entire time. I think you missed on that one. I don't think so. I know. And then Mission Hill six, Poway seven, Ramona eight, Torrey nine, Modern Day ten. Where's Poway? Seven. I don't think Poway can beat Mission Hills. I don't think. Modern, wait, where you got Modern Day again? Ten. I think they're better than everybody else behind them. You think they're better than? Uh, are they better than Torrey Pines El Camino? No, that's why I'm behind Torrey Pines. Mm. I think they beat El Camino though if they played head to head. What about Torrey? No, that's why I have them at ten and Torrey at nine. Okay. I think, and I, I mean that's basically how my well, order folks, is. There you have it. That's how my order is in my top ten. We couldn't agree to disagree more. I think Carlsbad would beat Madison. I think Madison could beat Helix. 
I think Helix would beat Lincoln. I think Lincoln could beat Mission Hills. I think Mission Hills would beat Poway, Ramona, Torrey, and Modern Day. You know, the game of the year for me that's going to be probably the most impacting is Madison Cathedral. That's going to determine a lot. I'm not going to say that yet. I am. I think that's going to determine a lot. I'm only going to say that. Whoever wins that game, I think, gets the last, either the three seed or four seed in the Open. That game's going to have huge implications. I'm not going to say that yet. I will say that if, if Cathedral and Madison are still, if they both win out to that point, then I'll say it. All right. Did you look at my? No. You didn't look at that? No. You should probably look at it. No, I think everybody else in San Diego on Twitter looked at it. So. They did, as they should, because it points out. And if you're upset with it, don't I'm be upset, upset with me. I'm not upset with I'm it. talking to the people out there. If you're upset with that, don't be upset with me. Be Sorry, upset with the people that take, came up with the ranking system. You can't take the heat. You don't like when people talk trash to you back on, on social media? It happens all the time, dude. Yeah. It's called Padres Radio. Ooh, I forgot about that. Yeah. See, I so, only have, hey, so here's listen, the deal. I only have hate from one, one community. I get, I get hate from, like, the Padres fans sometimes. Really? So, like, the high school stuff I is just kind of like, like dude, kinda, it's high but, school. But hold on, cares. hold on. I kind of feel like Padres fans are kind of timid yeah. compared to football fans. No, but they're, they're like, they're Twitter warriors. But they don't know anything about the game. It doesn't matter. On social media, they do. They act like it. See, at least, at least with the high school football community, now you can, you can, you could differ because I haven't had as much heat, and I don't really care if I get heat or not because. Oh, I care. I, I read every comment. I, I, I really don't because sometimes at the end of the I day, go, sometimes I go home and cry. We're talking about high school kids, all right? I'm not trying to dog high school kids. No, I'm talking about all the, the. But, the, but here, how many times the do you get David's of the world? Those guys call you though, don't they? They make me cry. How many times those guys call you? Oh, I don't know. They call you, though, right? Sometimes. At least they call. At Some, least they talk to you Only in sometimes. You know the ones that get me, though? Or, like, if I say something about a coach, if I say something like, well, you, you could at least call the coach first. And then my first response is, I did. I think too many people get in their feels about some of these it's comments. It's okay. Too. Listen, I read all the comments. Hey, I cry. I'm going to tell you right now. I nobody, therapist. Nobody's a bigger high school football fan of San Diego teams than me. But I'm going to say how it is. I just don't think we're very good right now, which is which stinks. We already talked about that. I think we all need to get better. Everybody needs to get better. Okay. And we'll see how it goes this weekend. A lot of big games this weekend. Right, that let's talk about it. picks. Let's talk about some of the games this weekend. Uh, Script Ranch Mark, Mount Carmel is interesting to me. Mount Carmel. I take Mount Carmel, too. Script Ranch get another win this season. We both didn't think they were going to win yes. a game this year, and they won. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it, yes. Who do they beat? Wait a minute. You skipped a mission-based food water game. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, it's on Thursday. Oh, I didn't see any Thursday games. Mission Bay Sweetwater. Took Mission Bay. Took Mission Bay last time. Said the boys, your boys are going to be ready, and they were. Thank you. They destroyed San Diego. Thank you. Fallbrook Santana. Fallbrook. Hey, you know who's going to go nine and one? Who? Fallbrook. Yeah. They're going to run the table right now. They might lose one game. They might lose to Ramona, and that's it. How about that? What about that for a program like Fallbrook's had like 18 coaches in three years? <laughs> Poor, and, and a lot of them were just, you know, life decisions with COVID and everything else for them to be on a roll right now. By the way, where's Little Rock? The team that Hoover's playing? Little Rock? Yeah. It's I a have team no called Little idea. Rock. I've never heard of that team. The Little is Rock. Is going to get their first? The Little Rock Lobos. Is, is uh, Hoover going to get their first win Friday night of the season? I'm going to ask you. You're the one. Oh, they're from. I have to say yes. You can't ask me that. They're if from, I say no, they're from listen. Little Rock, California. If I say no, and I have to be the, the announcer there on Friday night, there's no way I'm doing that. Yes, they get their get first your popcorn ready right if you said that. Can you live tape that? That'd be awesome. Can I what? 
live stream that. No, I don't. No, they're gonna win. <laughs> I think Hoover's gonna win too. All right. Um, who else we got here? I like uh, your. What about uh, Central at Otai? Oh, Central. Central took a loss last week. That's the Palm Desert. I'm taking Central. Is Otai Ranch? That they had a pretty brutal schedule. Yeah, you know what? They yeah, but they're zero three. I think the the feels are starting to get to some people. RBV at El Cap. RBV's three and zero. I'm taking RBV. I'll take RBV too. Chris not. Somebody told me the other day that El Capitan need to be in my top ten, and then they went out and got thumped by thumped. They got thumped last week by La Jolla. Uh, yeah, I'm not putting lost the bishops. El Cap had an opportunity to get in the top ten and they blew it. Sorry guys. This game's good. Which one? Although I think Madison wins by a couple touchdowns. Ramona at Madison. Madison. I'll take Madison by a couple touchdowns. I'm taking 35-14. Madison. Granite Hills at East Lake. Granite. <laughs> Granite. I agree. Mission Hills at LCC. Mission Hills. Mission Hills, too. I agree. 100%. Uh, St. Augustine at Steel Canyon. Steel Canyon. I got Steel, too. I don't think Saints can beat Steel. Uh, Del Norte at La Jolla. Del Norte. Nighthawks. I don't think the Nighthawks lose another game except for Poway. Wow. 9-1. Wow. Calling it right now. Now, if they lose three games, I'll take responsibility for it for jinxing Del Norte. But I think I'll Del Norte I'll call Lee Cole and be like, he did it. <laughs> I think they're <laughs> going to win it. the rest of their games. Carlsbad, El Camino. Give me Seabad. I'll take Seabad. I'm just saying, don't bet against Julian saying. Oceanside at San Marcos. San Marcos. Does Oceanside win a game this year? They're in Avocado League play now. Is there anybody in the Avocado League they beat? LCC. You think they beat LCC? Yeah. I hope Sean Silvico calls you. I don't think he's going to call me. Really? No. I'm taking, I, I don't, Oceanside's not winning a game. That's one of the tough games, man. I think that Oceanside pulls that off. Oceanside at San Marcos? No. Mar- San Marcos is definitely going to beat him. Uh, Cathedral at Helix. You already picked that game. Helix. I got Cathedral. Wait, for all those people who said I was Don's family, I'm a realist. I'm taking Helix. I want to talk about this podcast for a second and all the times you called me a homer and then the most hated guy on campus and a homer back-to-back. You know what? That means I'm doing something right. No, I'm just trying to focus all the negative attention toward you this week instead of taking it all myself. We got a couple good Saturday games. What do we got? Modern Day at Lincoln. Who who are you liking that game? Lincoln. Lincoln. I thought at the beginning of the year, Modern Day could get them, but they're just, they're, they're so too beat thin, down dude. right now. They're getting now. too thin right now. They lost Estrada. They don't have Mosley. Listen, they struggle. Out. This is the reality. They struggle with the run against Cathedral. Right. Who, yeah. let's be honest, I, that, that running back's not, you know. It's nothing in the running back. The O line's not, this is not up to par. But you put Roger Robinson out there and you run him like you did, you can't stop that boy. Roger Robinson could go out there. Without an offensive line, you're not hearing still me. do damage. I'm saying modern day struggled against Cathedral Catholic with that running back. Now they got to go face Ryder Robinson. Ryder Robinson is a much better running back than what Cathedral has. I think most teams against Roger Robinson, even if it was just Roger Robinson against 11 guys, would still have problems tackling him. That's a brilliant statement, my friend. Did you think of that all by yourself? That's right. All right, moving along. Falcons or Titans? Who you got? I'm taking Poway. I'll take Poway in that, too. Perfect season's on the line right there. That's the last game they have a challenge with. I don't know, Del Norte, maybe. I'll take Poway. I'll take Poway, too. One and three star for Torrey. And just for giggles, uh, Hopeville versus varsity opponent. You know who the varsity opponent is, though, right? No. We talked about this last week. Who is it? 
Citas. Do we know anything about them? It's, it's the second of the three times they'll play Citas. That's weird. I told you. It's just weird. No, no. One's from Mexicali. One's from TJ. And one's from... Where's the other one from? And you talk about having problems scheduling games that you have to literally play the same name school in three different cities. That's it. One of them won last week. Yeah. One of those schools won well, pick, last week. Give me week. a pick. Hold on. So they got so they they beat Tijuana last night or last week. They have Ensenada this time, and they got Mexicali in two weeks. Well, give me a pick. Uh, I think they beat Ensenada. I do too. Hopefully, those three. And I oh. think they lose to Mexicali though, because Mexicali already beat one of our San Diego section teams. Yeah, I think they're gonna run the table. Citas, citas, citas. C e t y s. Do you think it's C e t y s or do you think it's Citas? I think it's Citas. Suidad Educational Technical Technical E Estudio. I don't know. Citas. I think it's an. Somebody acronym. needs to tell me. I what think that it's an is. acronym. Anybody watching out there know what the Citas acronym is? Please DM me. Is that it for games? That's it, boss. All right. That's it. So it's been a fun podcast. We've talked about everything from San Diego State games to um, you thinking that Cathedral's going to beat Helix this weekend. I think they will. That's always a fun game to watch. Well, here, well, here's here's the caveat there's to There's no that. caveat. You already made your claim. Here's the caveat to you get you. Here's, here's something to get you more excited about it. Where's it at? When's the last time Cathedral won at Helix? Tyson Maiva was playing. No. When? I think I think Cathedral's only won there once. No, I think Tyson was part of that game when they played Nate Stinson back in 2016. I'm going to look it up right now, but I'm pretty sure it's been a very, very long time since they won at Helix. All right, we got to shut down. That's our show. Well, let me, uh, how much time we got left? We're at 16. Oh, all right. <laughs> so I'll do it for our show. Chris. Smith, Top Dog. I'm Braden Soprano. Thanks again for watching, listening. Appreciate it. Supporting. I'll tweet out that uh, tweeting that uh, fact about Helix in a second. How about that? Sounds good. Thanks again for having me. Todd Durkin from one TD to another TD. Thanks for letting us use Big thanks to Todd Durkin as always. Appreciate you. This is a good discussion today. A lot of good, good discussions. I want to hear from the fans though, so yeah. tweet at us before we get ready for next week. Just try to keep it positive. I don't want to see my therapist again. <laughs> I'm out. See ya. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.